Good morning, Fabcasters. This is Arbar with the Drive Time, Confessions of a Victorious Child of God, Recovered Sin Addict, all the above. I've been noticing over just recently, um, I'm getting more and more friends once again like I used to have years ago who are very passionate about theology or their particular denomination or they're either studying theology for the first time and it's this it's this taste of something new like wow do look at this i'm learning so much and and what usually happens to a person who's who is going to bible college for the first time or they've been going to church for you know years and years and years and they're finally going into deeper classes at the church is there's this sort of like honeymoon excitement and it's awesome to see I love seeing it like someone who's tasted that there's something deeper than 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 some of the music and some of the just scratching the surface sermons and when where there is deep doctrines there's there's usually this sense of like wow the word of God is so rich but where it can go wrong is where I fell more in love with theology than I did about caring about people. So here's here's what I mean. And let me just be honest here. I used to see people as projects. For instance, like me and my other pastor friends who were like-minded would say, man, I wonder when, when what's-his-name is, <laughs> is just going to leave that church that he's going to, which is all about emotions. And, and I wonder when they're going to come and study real doctrine with us. I wonder when they're going to leave that seeker-sensitive church and then come come with the big leagues here. And it was just so, it's it was, that's so prideful, and it's so arrogant, and it's so missing the point of the gospel. The gospel is bringing good news into messy situations, and so if there's no love in my heart, then I'm missing the whole point. And so for anybody who's pushing their denomination or their favorite Bible version or their their particular church and it, it sort of you you'll know because it'll feel like you're not talking to a friend anymore it'll feel like you're talking to a salesman now let me just change my language really quick I have felt like I'm talking to salesmen recently instead of talking to people who are supposed to be my friend and 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 what do you want you what, you want me to just join your church? You want me to go fellowship with you? How about you tell me something that, that shows me that you care? And let me let me just preach to myself here. Ryan, don't don't recruit, don't invite people to church. Share with them the gospel. Share them with them your life. Uh, so here's my response because I know a lot of people would listen to this and they'll say, Oh dude, I know so many people like that, man. Like they'll all they're trying to do is is convert you and bring you to their church, and that's all you hear about. But here, here's here's for me the most powerful question I think that I could drop in a conversation, and if I say it in love, it's penetrating to the soul. And the question is this: Hey, man. Uh, so I'm 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 so excited that we're catching up, and so uh, who are you doing life with? And just like that, just have something roll off the tongue, just like that. Who are you doing life with is such a heavy question. Because if I'm really doing life with people, then it's, oh yeah, um, uh, Andy, 
Matt, Chad, I mean, we meet every Thursday. Dude, those dudes know everything about me. It's it's so good to have guys in my life that, you know, I, I let them speak truth into my life. I say, it's welcome. If you, if you see my inconsistencies, I've told my buddy Andy, I've told my buddy um, Matt, hey guys, please watch me on a Sunday afternoon right after quote-unquote church ends. Watch me. My temptation will be, and I, I will, I'll let it out there. And so they know. They know to come up to me, give me a little hug, and if they squeeze me a little tighter than the normal, I know I am doing what I had confessed to them, what I shouldn't be doing on a Sunday afternoon um, when I'm quote-unquote greeting and meeting people. Okay? I'm accountable to guys. Like that's That's life together. That's life. Doing life together with people means you, you meet, means there's confession, means there's repentance, means there's tears, means like, dude, I screwed up again. And then these guys come in and they say, hey, bro, it's all good, man. You forgot who you were. Now let's talk, man. Let's, let, let's talk. This is freedom. This is what freedom looks like. That's doing life together with people. So got a friend that's really passionate, really passionate. And I've had these over the, over the past 20 years years okay friends that are so passionate about something but i got a friend in particular i'm thinking of within the past 20 years who's super passionate about this uh, a bible translation this is the only one this is the only one we should be reading this is the only one we should be using and i think about about now well i i asked him recently who are you doing life with and because there was a pause and a little bit of verbal gymnastics, I knew to back out of that question and not to push it at all. Because this is not a stumping thing. It's just that I just want to figure out where you are because I'm your friend and I love you. And because because there was some verbal gymnastics, I said, this is where grace comes in. I'm not pushing this question. My heart's broken for you, friend. So I think I I think I backed out of it by saying something like, "Oh, that's that's cool, yeah, man. Uh, how is that guy doing?" But there was no sense in the conversation whatsoever. No no allusion to vulnerable, transparent living together with people who know the gospel, who bring the gospel into every situation, who invite God and His presence into life's sticky situations. It's just it's this ethereal type pie in the sky type theological discussion oh this man's so sharp he's i love how he teaches because he brings context in and he mentions end time spare me the ethereal stuff spare me that i want to know who you're doing life with so i'm, I'm going to end with this passage it's possibly one of my favorite passages of all time i know i say that all the time but it's first thessalonians chapter two and it's paul talking to um, other brothers in Christ. Verse 1, For you yourselves know, brothers, that our coming to you was not in vain. But though we had already suffered and been shamefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much conflict. Verse 3, For our appeal does not spring from error or impurity or any attempt to deceive, but just as we've been approved by God 
to be entrusted with the gospel. So we speak not to please man, but to please God who tests our hearts. For we never came with words of flattery. As you know, not with a pretext for greed. God's, God is witness. Nor did we seek any glory from people, whether from you guys or from, from others. Though we could have demanded, made demands as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, like a nursing mother taking care of her own children. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. That Verse 8 right there, that's my favorite part. Being affectionately desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also ourselves. Other translations say, but our lives as well. Um, I believe the Greek word there is, but our, our souls as well. But that's the thing. How, how easy is it to share the gospel, but not my life? How easy it to, is it to share some ethereal doctrine of blank? This doctrine of blank. Come to my denominational church of blank. Come to my club, blank, all that. And then not say, man, man, I, I so relate to your struggle. I so relate to your dependence on your need for God. Man, we could be friends. Here's where I'm struggling. I could use prayer as well. How, how about we just pray for each other? How about that for fellowship? Fellowship is two fellows in a ship. I mean, they're in the same predicament. They're in the same situation in life. And the, and the situation is, you need Jesus and I need Jesus. This is We could be friends. But I've watched over the years where my conversations were more theological and and ethereal and so just so comfortable comfortable and and devoid of anything real anything that may, would make me vulnerable or transparent and that's wicked everybody that's just straight up evil and wicked and offensive in God's sight I don't want to do that I want every relationship to be deep I know that's not that's not really possible because not everybody's there Man, I, I, I love being surrounded with, with deep people. And people that have discernment and people that know that this isn't the struggle. This this cell phone is not my struggle. It's way deeper. It's my heart. It's my heart making a god out of this thing or my heart being addicted to this thing or having this kind of stronghold. But I, I just love those deep relationships. And at the same time, I am so grateful for people who have just smiled at me over the years. And in, under their heart I knew that they must have been saying something like, man, I love Ryan. I just can't wait till he gets this fixation with doctrine out of his soul. I, I just can't wait till he loves people more than he loves his theology. And that, my friends, was a good day. When I finally exchanged my love for theology with love for people. Not that I threw theology out the door, but my theology hit the ground and my theology was God is a God of love. He says, Ryan, let my love flow through you. Rather than seeing that person as a project and I can't wait till they join my church, it's, dude, go meet that person where they're at. Go love them. 
Go show them how much you need me. And let that be the basis for your relationship. Let the gospel bring you guys together. Um, I love you guys. That's why I not only share the gospel, but I share my life as well. Everything in it, everything about it, the messy stuff, stuff that brings that would normally bring shame and guilt, but I've been set free. I just ask you to join the club. Join the club of broken people who are in need of a savior. Drop the theology. Drop the translation of the Bible that you so love. Because it's, it's a bad idol. It's a horrible, horrible idol. But when there is love for people that doesn't flow from my own self but from God, oh, relationships, they go so much deeper. All right, Fabcasters. Love you guys. Hit and stop in three, two, one, out.